Welcome to Well Said, a podcast produced by the Well Community Church and hosted by Mary Graham and Tori Mayo. Our desire is to equip you with the knowledge and confidence to apply a biblical perspective to current topics while building and strengthening connections around our church. Join us as we explore how our faith intersects with the world around us. Hey, Tori. What's up, girl? We back. We're back. We're I know we said that a lot. We're back. But I generally get excited every time we get to come back and do this. Um, I do too. And uh, I'm actually really excited about this one. So I'm ready. Let's, I am let's go. too. I think we were both shocked at that. Yeah. Uh, yes, we were shocked. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about why, yes. we got to do your favorite part do of the show. Your favorite part. Okay. This is her favorite part. All right. <laughs> there's some good news and there's some bad news. Okay. I'm ready. Good news is that we have a question. The bad news is I had to write it. Because some people, even though they go to CGs every single week, are not helping us submitting icebreakers. So shameless, like plea, not I'm not condemning. I'm just I'm I'm making a plea to submit icebreakers. Thank okay. you very much. So great. Are you ready? So you wrote this. I did. Okay. Okay. I'm ready then. If you were to write a book right now, what would it be about? Ooh. Uh oh. Okay. If I were to write a book right now, uh, the thing that jumps in my head first is I would write a book on orthopathy. Orthopathy. That's a big word. Can you explain that to people? Do you know what that word is? You explained it to me once, but I think that let's make sure people understand what that means. Orthodoxy, right thinking. We know that's important. Yes. Like it's important to think that Jesus is God. Okay. Amen. <laughs> uh, orthopraxy, right practice. It's important to do justice. That's the right thing. Orthopathy is right feeling. Mm, so think, uh-huh, do, uh-huh, and feel. Head, heart, hands kind mm. of, right? Uh, so we all, those other two kind of get talked about here and there, but like the right, like there are right and wrong feelings. Uh, when... Oh, I know some people Injustice. are cringing right now. Oh, look, cr- cringe and then go <laughs> read your Bible. Culture, yeah. Mm, uh, give us when one more. The, when something really bad, when somebody gets murdered mm-hmm. and if you're happy about it, yeah. that is the wrong feeling. And I think our culture would agree about that. Yes. But if we are to represent the fullness of Christ, God very clearly feels certain things at certain times. Mm. When we feel contrary to what God feels, it's wrong. It's mm. not ortho. It's not right, right? Yeah. And so throughout the scripture, like over and over, God, you see the scripture is giving us how God feels. Yeah. And so, gosh, how do we begin to dictate like, why don't I feel happy when somebody gets saved? Mm. When God's sitting here dancing before the angels, mm. I'm like, man, maybe there's something wrong with my heart. Interesting. Maybe, why aren't I angry when these injustices are happening? Why do I defend certain injustices? Mm. Maybe there's something wrong with my heart. Why do I feel like everybody's supposed to be feeling like me? And if they ain't, then they— Like, we could get in pretty mm. deep, you know? And I think yeah. in our culture that is starting to be more familiar with our feelings because of counseling and stuff like that, yes and amen to that. But I think that we can accidentally go so far so as to be like, oh, feelings, they're just, they're neutral. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, no, I mean, they, they can be just like actions can be neutral. Me driving mm-hmm. a car might not be right or wrong, yeah. right? Yeah. So our feelings, they can be neutral. 
But they can also be very bad or very good. Mm. And the more we learn to function in the very good, I think the more life we have. We should do a whole podcast on this. Because I'm even thinking I'm about ready. like Deuteronomy 6 and like heart, soul, mind, and strength and how orthodoxy and orthopraxy and orthopathy yeah. like lay over. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make a note yeah. of that real quick. Orthopathy or orthopathos, if you want to look at it. Those are the yeah. two. Pathy, yeah. pathos, yeah. same, same okay. sort of. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. All right. Well, we got episode. Well, look at this. We're ready. You want to switch episodes right now? No. Okay. <laughs> I got to answer my question though. Okay, my yeah. Own what's, your, what's your, your own my question? Own question. <laughs> so I think this is not something that I would write about because I am like all knowing in any of this, but it's something that I think is just so important that we just are like, oh yeah, about. Mm. But I think we as Christians need to like, and our culture don't talk about well, which is remembrance. Mm. Like the importance of remembrance in grief the importance of remembrance in joy. Like we Mm. see throughout the Old Testament, all of these festivals and all of these things calling us to remember. We don't outgrow the gospel. That's because we are called to remember. And yet when we forget, sin happens. Mm. We see that with Israel. We see that within ourselves. And so what does it look like to remember rightly? That's good. With Lord. right emotions through all of these things, but to I don't remember well. allow remembrance to be something that marks us. Yeah. Because I feel like that's how we tell the gospel, right? When we share the gospel, don't we share our own stories? We take a moment to remember how mm. God has changed us. Like, yeah. can we just think about how much that impacts our life? I would love that's to so like- good. I think it's so important. I don't remember well at all, for real. Yeah. I struggle with that. That's really good. And then like when we lose it, isn't it one of the most devastating things to not remember? I think it's what steals even our joy. Yeah. I often mm. lack joy going back to the feeling because I don't remember well. Yeah. I just forget the goodness of God or the blessing of community or whatever. That's really good. Yeah. So write it, girl. Write it. Well, we'll see. I'm a part-time mama right <laughs> well, now. We'll maybe see. maybe that'll be my calling later <laughs> in the Lord's planting the seed. Going back to episode, what, that seven? I need to like practice great. my writing gifting because, Lord, I was not a writer. I did not do English well. I did presentations well. Huh. If I could do a presentation instead of writing a paper. Yeah. Be there. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, where are we going today? What are we doing? We, Sorry, you're about to drink coffee. <laughs> it's tea. It's okay, tea. There you go. Tea. Uh, we're talking about generosity. Great. Today. Okay. So I would love to just ask hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I? Can I just? Boom? Yeah. Because several people are about seven seconds from turning off this podcast. Ooh. Yeah, you're right. I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna make a snap judgment on why you finna turn it off. All right, but <laughs> please don't. Uh, I heard a really good Tim Keller in one of his books mm-hmm. on generosity. He said that he was doing a sermon series on the seven deadly sins. And his wife said to him, the sermon that people are going to show up to, to the least is greed because nobody thinks they're greedy. Mm. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, do you know how few people confess greed to me? Mm. People be confessing all sorts of stuff to me, rightly so. And I confess lots of things to other people. Shoot. I would be hard-pressed to think like, gosh, I just feel really convicted that I'm greedy, okay? Mm. So opposite in some ways of generosity. But when we say, when we're talking about generosity, say we ain't talking about money only. Thank you for pulling that out of the hat immediately. Don't tune us out. (laughs) Generosity, do not tune us out, okay? We're talking about multiple forms of generosity. Money is a part of our generosity. But time, talent, treasure— Generous with our love, mm. generous with our words. You know something? Yeah. Last episode, you actually honored me two or three different times about my gifting, mm. about, hey, you're really good at this. Hey, I know that you really feel this. You were really honoring. That was really generous mm. with your words. You mm-hmm. could have kept that. That was mm-hmm. added. That was extra. That was, 
but because of your generosity, you blessed me. And so we're talking about all sorts of we're generosity. We're expanding our mind yeah. away from like, especially if you grew up in Christian culture, when you hear that word, you think of money, Give money, money, money. Right? Totally. That's not what we're, it's we're looking only. at the holistic yeah. idea of generosity and how that affects, like you're saying, things other often than totally. money. But also, I mean, we can't not at some point. Money is one of our strongest idols. So, yep. okay. Yep. So I cut okay. you off. All Sorry. Right. So, great. great. Thank you for letting me do that. So I think, um, I love just getting to share stories a little bit. Mm. So I want to keep this brief, but like, what is, like we talk about wanting to be generous. What is like a time where you've received some like sort of radical yeah. generosity? Yeah. I have a really easy, really short story. Yeah. I had to raise money. Uh, to go into ministry mm-hmm. my first three years. I was support-based. And then before that, I was an intern, so was raising money there. Uh, and I was literally $11.72 away from my like completed goal. So I was done, right? And then I got this random letter in the mail from this girl that I had sent off a support letter to, you know, I mean, probably you, you months You talked to prior. everyone and their dog. Exactly. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Was asking Rover to support yeah. me, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and literally this girl sent me a check that was $11.72. No. Promised exact dollar amount that I needed to get to 100%. And she said, I'm sorry this is so little. <gasps> It's all I have. Like, it's all I have. Wow. I've been praying for a while to try to get more, but I can't. This is as much as I can give. I hope that it blesses you. And I'm like, yo, people gave me. Knowing you. Yo, for real. (laughs) People gave me thousands of dollars. And obviously, praise God. But like, think about the faithfulness there. Mm. Okay. So once again, yo, we ain't talking about let's unload the pockets and that's how you prove it. It's like, she prayed. She asked the Lord. She and the Lord gave her the exact amount to be able yeah. to give me to encourage my faith. Wow. I wrote back, probably encouraged her faith. Yo, this was this is this is the mm-hmm. literal dollar amount. So that's my that's, story. Of, that's so cool because it's like we think small equates to like nothing, but like that was everything she could give, yeah. and in her faithfulness, it like impacted Exalted all Christ. of us because you're able I'm to do what you're doing. Story. Come you're on. still telling the story. Come on, for she real. That's really good. For, that for, for, for real. <laughs> for sure. For sure. What about you? I think for me, I think that sometimes we think about just like this, like kind of like you were saying, like some people give thousands and we tend to like gravitate when we remember mm. to like big moments and big things. But I think like kind of even what your story hits, I the first thing that comes to mind is not some like really large lump sum of like, I got a car, or I got like this thing, but it was like this small faithfulness of hospitality mm. of like a friend that would always open their home to me, would always feed me when I showed up, would let me play with their children. Mm. Their spare bedroom became Mary's bedroom, <laughs> right? Like they just were constantly, like, and I learned hospitality from their opening of their home faithfully, Mm. sometimes day after day, week after week, year after year, that like, it's literally their, their home is my second home. Mm. Like when we were in this last ice storm craziness, like we went and stayed with them. Like they also partially built a part of their like loft in their house to like welcome people. And I'm one of the people that she thought of when she was Mm. building that. Like, Mm. so small, faithful, just opening of what God had given them has like forever changed my life because of our friendship and That's her so like kindness to me. So. That's really good. That's really good. Gosh, yeah. you reminded me of this Iraqi family who didn't even know the Lord, but was so hospitable to mm. me. It reminded me of the Lord. And I talk about it often even in preaching. 
I'm like, gosh, that is generous. Yeah. You know, they're showing me pieces of God way more than the normal Christian even mm-hmm. does because they're just being generous. So that's, yeah. Generosity comes in many forms. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. it impacted so much that I was like, we needed the guided gathering. I'm like, yeah, I'm at home. <gasps> so excited. Wow. Like I learned wow. from her the willingness to give of things that we like hosted community. We host mm. on Bible study. Like we prayed when we got our house to like, let it be used for the Lord. And I thought of them. I wow. thought of their faithfulness that I wanted to replicate that in this gift that God had given in the way that Sid had. It's just like, that's so really small. cool. Like that's, we wouldn't see that as radical. there. Yeah, yeah. But like it was mm-hmm. so radical, so life-changing. That's so good. So, um, okay. Some encouraging ways to start this conversation. As we jump in, can I, can I do the framework this time? Yeah. yeah. I think that creating the framework as to why we're doing this, what we're doing, uh, with generosity, it's just, it's so important, yo. And if our young, younger church mm-hmm. can understand this, then the impact that they can make in the generations to come, like oftentimes people think about generosity when they're 80 and they're like, well, I ain't got much left. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna, it's like, if we think about it when we're 20 and mm. begin to plan towards that, my gosh, the impact it can make is crazy. And so um, I'm going to start, pose a question to us. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, why does God who owns everything and can control anything, call for our generosity, right? We know we've all thought it. This means that this generosity has nothing to do with God and everything to do with us. Mm, Here's why I say this, okay? That's, mm. Psalm 50, okay. uh, before the famous Psalm 51, David confessing to sin and come before the Lord. Psalm 50 is actually a really great psalm. And it says this in Psalm 50, verse 12. It says, this is God speaking. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. (laughs) 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 For the world and its fullness are mine. Okay. Mm. So God does not need anything. But even if he did, he would not tell you. Like he can provide for himself is what he's saying (laughs) there because he's God, right? He can. And so uh, um, God, like, does he want our money, our time, our home? Like, does God want something from us or does God want something for us in our generosity? What a shift in a mindset. Okay. What a shift. So as we begin to think that, maybe this has more to do with us and mm. our hearts, our freedom, our joy, our love, our affections, our our connection to Christ. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has more to do with us than it has to do with God or even mm-hmm. God's church. God's mm. church is Christ's body. Can't he provide for himself? So why yeah. does he call us into generosity? And so clearly something, generosity is something that God has designed for our benefit. Mm. So now we got to begin to believe, are the things that God designed for us, are they actually for our good or they are they for our ill? Mm. When God calls something from us, for us, is he calling it out of us to harm us or to bring good? Generosity is clearly for our good. That's why I think this is important. Wow. <laughs> Should we end Thanks. it there? That was well said. <laughs> Obviously, Thanks we have more to talk about. That's so good though, because you think of something even as simple as like worship. Mm-hmm. Right? Does God need our worship? Right, 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 no, right, right. No, the stones could cry out. Yes. Like. Yep. I can turn these stones. 
these mugs start worshiping better than you. Right. So why? So, so why begs then? the yes. question as to, for, I love that. What did you say? You said it's not to him, but like for us. Yeah. But it's totally. literally almost like a gift. God's us. generosity, God's call for generosity is actually also God's generosity towards us. Ooh, Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Him saying, hey, do this so he can give more. Like, so, so he, he can, can give get more, more to us. So what he, if we could remember that truth? Okay. So that's mm. why I want to talk about this. And okay. not just money, but like that and all things. It's like, gosh, I okay. really think there's more of the Lord yeah. to be had. So obviously there's a huge problem with this because… Yeah. I mean, that's just like so exciting. And yet we don't act that way. Mm -hmm. I don't act that way. I mean, I know I'm responding in this moment like, whoa, that's so good. And it makes my heart want to be generous. But like, that's not where we live. So there's like a problem and a disconnect with it of like, why is there like, then why aren't we generous? Mm. And I think there's some like commonalities that like, we would probably all resonate with in some shape or form. Now, I know sometimes specific things for specific people are more are more difficult to be generous given like growing up. Like if you grow up with nothing and you have, when you grow up everything, then sometimes it's a little bit difficult to, so there's, there's so much that like feeds this idea as I'm like awkwardly using my hands, uh, (laughs) generosity. (laughs) But I think for some of us, there's like a fear. Mm. There's a huge, like being afraid of generosity, whether it's because at one point we did not have whatever God is calling us to be generous or whatever we should be generous in, which honestly is everything. Right. Um, so I think fear can play a huge role yes. in the problem with generosity. Um, and I think honestly, it's because we don't trust his word. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just like you're saying, like generosity itself is a gift to us for God to give more. Are we reading scripture and actually looking for the ways that God are generous mm. or just all of the problems and circumstances that people are in? Mm. Are we remembering to find God's goodness and actually what that really means and what he's given in spite of what's not? Like, play, like we just, I think we miss sometimes we need to look for it yeah. to remember and to be able to live and to walk in it. So I think fear is a huge one. I totally agree. Yo. Yeah. I also think that there's a sense where we don't understand the economy of God. Mm. Okay. When God says things like it's better to give than receive, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the widow who gave two coins. Yes. So an irony, almost tying back to my story yeah. of generosity. I didn't even mean to do that, but gave more than the people who were giving. What is happening what is God's economy there? Mm. Why is it blessed when you are hungry? And mm. why does Jesus open up his famous sermon with this upside down kingdom of like, hey, blessed are you when you hunger and thirst for righteousness, when you're persecuted for my namesake, when you're, there's this, there's something happening here that is so upside down to mm-hmm. our thinking. It's so backwards. It feels so radical. And yet most people know it's better to give than receive. Let me give an easy parenting example. When you received gifts as a child, it was awesome. You loved Christmas morning because you Mm -hmm. got a bunch of gifts. And it was like, wow, this is really, really cool. Even if you grew up in a more impoverished family like mine, it was like seeing these little gifts were actually, I knew they were sacrifices. Like, man, this is awesome. And then like seven hours later, I was tired of playing with the toy. And Mm -hmm. it's like, whatever. But my mom would always talk about how much she loved to give. Like she Mm. wanted to bless her children, right? Now, as a father, I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, yeah, duh. I love, I like Christmas more than my kids do because I really like giving. I, I want their, their joy. I see their excitement. Oh. 
So economy of God. So we see it actually physically play out in our life. So what if rather than us always thinking about receiving, mm. receiving more money, receiving a better house, receiving, right, whatever it might be, what if Jesus is being literal when he says, hey, it's actually better to give. And when you can begin to see that, there's actually mm-hmm. some more joy that comes. Yeah. Is it more sacrificial for the mom or the child on Christmas? For the mom. It will always be. Because she's paying for it. They ain't paying for their own gifts, right? And yet, who receives more joy? I would genuinely argue the mom does. 100%. So is it better to Mm. give though it costs you something, though it's sacrificial? Yes. And in God's economy, that's how things work. And then when you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. Mm -hmm. We mentioned that verse last time. And God will entrust to you more and more. So the economy works that way as well. Mm-hmm. When that woman was faithful to give me 1172, my guess is that God allowed her to keep doing that more and more because she proved her faithfulness. Yeah. Her faith proved itself and mm-hmm. God rewarded that. So the economy kind of works on both ends. And I think most of us don't think like that. Mm-hmm. We think in the economy of the world. Right. And that's why we get stuck in not being very generous. Right. We think, you know, that there's a scarcity oh my gosh. mindset. Yes. Because the whole world is grasping at what's left. <clears throat> and yet wow. God has overabundantly hmm. more than we could hope for or ever ask yeah. for. But we live as if there's not enough, mm-hmm. even though God could literally make stones cry out and worship or honey come from a rock or water come from a rock or literally raise people from death to life. Yes. So, whoops. Totally. On uh, living in the world's economy versus the Lord's. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, I I think that, you know, there is, uh, there's all sorts of problems as to why we don't do this. Mm -hmm. But it's like, man, like, ultimately it kind of comes down to trust, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do we actually believe God? Do we actually believe God's word? Do we actually believe that like, hey, this is for you, not for me. Like, this is... I could go 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 to talk about financial giving as mm-hmm. an evidence of that. Mm-hmm. But even actually here, this verse just popped in my head. We'll see if it's even a good verse because it <laughs> literally just popped in my head. Let's roll with it. Ephesians 4 at the very end, uh, Paul says this. Paul says to them, uh, he's talking about their giving. And he says, hey, look, no church entered partnership with me uh, in giving and receiving except for you, Philippian mm-hmm. church. Even in Thessalonica, you sent help for my needs, once again, verse 17, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit mm-hmm. that increases to your credit. Mm. So Paul's like, look, I don't really need your gifts either. I've learned how to be content in all things. In fact, he just said that in Philippians 4. What I want is your, like, mm-hmm. I know this is actually your blessing. So I'm telling you thank you because I want something yeah. for you. Paul's imaging God here, right? Yeah. I don't necessarily need something from you, though I as a human kind of do. But what I really want is something for you. Mm. And so we just don't trust God's word in that way. Yeah, that's that's so good. We almost act as like he's withholding yeah. from us because we think too much about, like even you were saying, what we receive. Mm. So like we hear that verse, it's better to give than to receive. So we give in order to receive, not as a like wow. bonus part of the equation wow, wow, that wow. gets added on after. Mm-hmm. We focus on us, mm. us, us, yeah. me, my, our, totally. and we don't give from a heart of like loving someone else. Like I think what this shows is like Paul's shepherding heart of like desiring for their benefit yeah. for people to give. Like, do we give for our own benefit or do mm. we give for the benefit of others mirroring God's heart? I mm-hmm. think that's a good like 
checkpoint for us to think about. Like even the ways like to celebrate the ways we are giving, like, are we taking this moment? Like, are we doing it for our own gain? Mm. Are we doing it because we're supposed to? Mm. We think that God's going to give something to us or are we doing it because we love what we're giving to? Yeah. And even if we don't love what we're giving to, are we still being obedient, trusting Mm. that at times our obedience will then lead our heart's affections? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think about like, (laughs) throw it out there. Uh, Like really practically even, it's like our church Mm -hmm. has been going through a financial dip in giving, I think in part because of the economy kind of being weird, people getting laid off left and right, which has drawn up into the elders' minds and to my mind even of like, okay, that's that's not bad. If you get laid off, there's no income. It's hard for yeah. you to give. So I'm not saying that that's a, but it has made me think, man, is everybody being generous in the way that mm. they could and maybe even should, not just to the well, not just to the local church, but just in general, because of all of what we just said. Yeah. It's like, look, if our heart is so that we can get a little bit more money so we can, then we don't understand God's economy. Yeah. We don't, we don't, the Lord, we don't yes. need this. The Lord can make some random donor and, LA be like, yo, I loved your podcast. Here's $5 million. And so the Lord could do whatever the heck he wants to do. Right. Is this, but like for us, for, for our culture, the culture that we swim in, in Austin, like, like, is this something, is generosity something that is actually Mm. being robbed from us, Mm. from the culture at large because of how consumeristic we are as a nation and as a people. And so I think that it's really important for us to think about like Mm. the idols of our culture and go, dang, are we accidentally worshiping Baal here? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good challenge. And I think, I think you hit on it. I think Austin 10 years ago was not a city that overtly loved money Mm. the way that it does now. Well, yeah. Now, I'm not saying tech's evil. I'm not. Please don't hear me. (laughs) But like so much has changed since tech has come and Mm -hmm. there's been money flooding in and people get a taste of it and they want it. And like, it's just, it. I mean, house pricings, people make normal amounts of money and can't afford, like there's just this now like feeling of scarcity. Wow. Feeling of a like you have to have this in order to be here. Wow. And so we lose that. And, And I mean, I know that I'm guilty of this. Like, I love the house that God has given us, but Scott and I joke a lot that it's a love-hate relationship. The thing has had foundation issues. In the last two weeks, we've had a tree fall in our house that caused $20,000 <laughs> of damage. It sealed our door shut, so we have to get that done. Huh. And in the middle of them replacing the roof, this past Monday, they hit a water line and ruined the ceiling. And it, Stop it. wasn't because that it, it, and it, the issue was that it was not to code. So they're not responsible now for the damage in our kitchen. So... I didn't know that yet. Well, it just happened. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, like, now we both have, like, sat in this, like, fear of, Mm. like, oh, my gosh. Like, now money has become this, like, thing that, like, man, should I start working full time to be able to, like, make this easier? And, like, Mm. that the answer is, like, it just weaves in in these so small. We talked about spiritual warfare is that voice from the Lord? Is it not? My wow. hands are like little puppets next to <laughs> teacher and me. I put my hands down. Uh, you know, you hear things and you have to say like, is this of the Lord? Like, should we just abandon this place and like try mm. to move elsewhere? Cause like we're tired of using the Lord's money this way. Or is like, mm. this is what he's actually called us to. Like mm. if I stop and think about what a blessing that house has been to our family and to our 
church. Like, church, you yeah. know, you have to kind of like walk yourself down mm-hmm. from circumstances that happen, from culture that influences us, and you have to like, <sighs> yeah, but yeah. Let me do this. Let me. We're not. We're talking about yeah. money right now because it's the easiest one. Yes. Let me. Let me pivot us. Go for it. Let me think about like something with time. Mm. Okay. Time to me is probably our greatest resource. It's the most costly. Yeah, by far. And it's the one that we are, only one that we're running out of. Mm. None of us know how much we have left. We cannot accumulate more per se. Maybe we can be a little bit healthier, live a little bit longer. But for the most part, it's like, hey, we're actually draining. So how we use it Mm. is really insignificant. It's important to the Lord. But I think that oftentimes we're afraid to be generous with our time. Mm. And I want to get really practical here. I think about something like with parenting, okay? Mm. You have a child. Yes. All of a sudden it's like, whoa, there's all this stuff. So just with that thought, Mm -hmm. okay, walk me through generosity with our time. Yes. Kind of because you're a new mom and new-ish. Becca's getting older. But it's like you have just had to transition through a lot of that. Uh, walk me through how you've processed that, thought about that, because things have changed yeah. since you had a child. Yeah. And I think the thing that's changed the most is time. Mm-hmm. I think you put like, yes, it drains your account to like have to buy all these things for your kid, feed someone else. Oh my God, daycare. Lord have mercy <laughs> on the cost of daycare in the city. But time, like just trying to show up to things and to be things, it is, it's very evident now. And it's interesting that like a lot of times we don't see the value of something until we've lost it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a warning for us with this generous conversation is like, we, we really need to understand the value of what we've been given to use it rightly. And like, I thought, you know, I thought I had no time at all to get anything done before I had a child. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It's kind of like the college student who's like, oh, I'm man. so busy, I can't. I'm like, I'm- and then they get a job and they're like, I don't believe. And then they get married and they're like, I can't. Yeah, uh, totally, no, it's totally. That, it's that syndrome and we all do it. We uh-huh. all do it for different circumstances, <laughs> for different things. It's that like, uh, like whatever's next syndrome mm. of like we mm-hmm. think and, and whatnot. But like so much time is now given joyfully to my child and sacrifice. But that same joy given to that, it's like, I can't disciple as many people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, this, I can't, you know. Wait, so what have you had to do really practically to still be generous with your time? So then you give what you can. Mm-hmm. So it's like, instead of discipling three people, I ensure that I disciple at least one. Mm-hmm. And I technically am discipling people. I'm discipling my husband. I'm discipling my daughter. I'm just, So you need to, to pay attention. But like, it's too, it's just like, when I think about my time, I honestly have now had to start asking myself, what purpose does this serve? Mm. Like I, before I went into counseling, used just zoning out and numbing Mm. as what I thought was rest, what I thought was restful to me and taking a break. Does you no good, you get done, you don't feel any better. And so just a small step of like, now I'm like, okay, what purpose do I want this time to serve? Mm. Guess what? I don't zone out nearly as much and like I crave reading more scripture or like I spent my birthday present on a silence and solitude weekend because I knew what would bring me the most. So Mm. it's just this shifting of like, what is the purpose of what I'm doing? Mm. Super simple with time. And I have to make it more because you're right. It is the only resource that we're losing and we don't know how much of it we have. Which is interesting because you could really easily be like, yo, I don't have as much time. Therefore, rather than discipling three people, I'm going to disciple no people Mm. because I'm going to do this over here Mm -hmm. and I'm not still going to be generous over here because I need to, 
but you're still actually functioning mm-hmm. in a realm of generosity by pouring into anyone in this yeah. season. Or I can go on with examples of that, of like, you know, and so, okay, so you lost your job, going back to finances, which mm-hmm. are sometimes more tangible. So you can't give financially right now. Can you give in another way maybe that is just as sacrificial? Can you actually still give even small amounts just to keep your heart ready mm. so that you don't fall victim to fearing that mm-hmm. you're losing all things, therefore I must hoard all things? Do you have a little bit more time to give for a short season? So now you do give more in this way. or yeah. Like thinking about generosity, less scarcity mindset and more stewardship mindset mm, is good. so important, right? Alliteration, for whatever reason, when you're like a pastor, just be like, Makes I you don't even use him. the word <laughs> steward often, but I'm like, SS, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think it's really just important in the midst of that. Okay. Yeah. So can, can I, I, I go, go, please? No, you go. You go. I was going to say just one thing. I think yeah, you brought yeah. up something super good of like, we sometimes swing from one pendulum to the other of like, okay, now I don't have time. I, I had this new family. I'm going to pour everything into my family, but I'd love to challenge us because I think that our families are better when we're still doing hello outside things as much as we can. Yeah. I know how hard it is to like get out with Becca, but it's like, hey, there's a worship night coming up. Like maybe Scott and I could take turns switching Becca because like this girl can't be staying up mm-hmm. till 8.30. She, no one would worship <laughs> if I brought her to this thing. So like uh-huh. you, you have to give and you have to take, but it's like, we think that it's important to do other things, like to create space for Scott to go disciple people and for me. And so like, I think that sometimes we get so inward focused on Mm. even what God has given us just in front of us. We forgot the call to go and to make disciples. Yeah, Not just the disciples in our own home because there's no going for that. They're already there. Right. So just this idea of like, and again, it looks different. I think this goes back to asking the Lord, like what, he's asking you to do in the season. What is he asking you to be faithful? The calling piece of like, mm. how much does that play out? But like, we need to think not just inward, but outward yes, as well. Totally. Um, give us uh, maybe some like biblical framework here Ooh. for generosity. Okay. I kind of gave the why framework mm-hmm. ahead mm-hmm. of us. Before we go into like practical application here for us, yeah. I want us to be practically applying from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so, from your understanding, give us, where do you see this idea of generosity playing mm-hmm, out as mm-hmm. we zone through the scriptures? Yeah, I think it's helpful to first say that like generosity is a characteristic of the Lord. Yes, hello. Without a question, knowing like- I wish I had like a little button. Who, like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Next season, guys. <laughs> Next season. Uh, I think that, now I'm all distracted. Let me rephrase. Okay. <laughs> generosity is a characteristic of God. <laughs> yes. It is important to know who God is. Yeah, yeah. I think so much of our, the scarcity, the not trusting piece that you were mentioning because we just don't know the person of God. Mm. So that's important. Yes. God is generous. This begins page one. What does he do? Being all sufficient, mm-hmm. not needing anything from anyone, mm-hmm. happy as can be, doesn't need chooses to make a world, chooses to make us not for himself. Mm -hmm. As he even said at the beginning, it's Mm -hmm. not because he needs glory. He needs because he wanted to give. Yeah. 
to us. He wanted to create, to give. The garden was intended for us to walk with the Mm -hmm. Lord, to be with the Lord in perfect presence with the Lord, to receive goodness Mm -hmm. and knowledge from him. It's like, we sometimes think about this, like asking the question of like, why is the tree there? Like, why would he put something there? It's not that he didn't want us to know the knowledge of the tree. He wanted to give, he wanted to give it to us Mm -hmm. in the right way, in the Mm -hmm. right time, because he is a good and generous God. Mm -hmm. He wanted to show us, hey, even when I'm saying not to do this, I'm still going to give it to you just at the right time. everything else for you. He wanted to literally prove his generosity in some ways, which is wild to think about. Yeah, Yeah, he gave us one another. Like Mm -hmm. just, I mean, creation still now, it provides food for us. It provides material. It provides everything that we need. And Mm -hmm. he keeps on giving it. Even when we destroy it, even we do things that harm it, he continues to give back to us through that. So like starting off that. Yeah. Okay, we make a lot of mistakes. We bring sin into the worlds. The garden is no longer. And what does God immediately give the people of Israel? A promised Mm -hmm. land flowing with milk and honey. We Mm -hmm. see this repeat of the Eden language. I'm going to provide a place for you to be with me. Mm -hmm. He gives instructions for the temple, the place where we can meet with him, where we can get commands from him, where we can receive from him Mm -hmm. this generous giving. Even when we failed again and we started bringing in these other idols and all these things, God always left a remnant to Mm. keep his promise Mm -hmm. because he's a good God. The scarcity idea is false. God is good. Mm -hmm. He does not withhold good things from us. The scarcity idea is demonic, not just false. It's Satan saying, isn't God withholding from you? Mm. Scarcity is a lie from Satan. It's demonic. Yes. Okay. Mm, okay. Refocus. Always leaves a remnant, right? Continues to remind us of our the promises that mm-hmm. he gave, even to Abraham of like, I'm going to make descendants of the nations that are going to bless and bring people back to the Lord. Like he could have done what he did and like drowned the whole place and said he was done. But I guess what? He promised he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to do that again. He was willingly giving of the most important thing himself, Mm -hmm. which he already did once when he did creation and he made us because guess what? We are made in the image of God, Mm. which therefore requires us to mimic his characteristics, generosity. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, God Mm -hmm. gives to us so that we can give, Mm -hmm. not to give back to him, but so that we can live in his image and be like him. Exactly. That's why the calling is to be fruitful and to multiply. Mm-hmm. That's a way to be generous, mm-hmm. to go and make disciples. That's a way to, we have the most valuable thing. I mean, I know we talked about time being that, but mm-hmm. honestly, our most valuable resource is the gospel. Right. Totally. Totally. So, yeah. I mean, that's a very short little biblical and that continues yeah. with like being empowered by the spirit. I mean, hello. Yeah. He had a temple there and then he made us the temple. Like mm -hmm, what? mm -hmm. He just keeps giving and giving and giving in spite of himself. So much so that he's going to bring his son again, Mm. not once, Mm -hmm. not twice, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, we could look at Jesus in the Old Testament. That's what I was thinking of there. I was like, ah, Jesus comes to us to talk to that. We can talk about that later. Here comes the theological Uh, nuggets. Yeah, totally, But like he brings himself over and over and over again and eventually to rewrite everything and to give us a new world and a new place Mm -hmm. where heaven meets earth like it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. There's a place for us, Jesus tells us that he goes and he prepares like mm. just, God. just uh, the gifts we get when we receive the spirit, like we were talking about last week Generous. to go and to do things that 
not just return void and empty, but literally impact all of eternity, eternity. which we can't even fathom. Yeah. Our God is a generous God, and it is a mm. blessing to be made like him and to partake mm. in something that is of him. Ooh. Say that. Mm. Okay. Now here, okay. So what's our response to that then? Yes, right? it requires a response. It requ- that when okay, if if it is true that we get to imitate God mm-hmm. when we are generous, that's what we're doing, and that's yes. why we feel something because we're starting to retouch the Imago Dei. We're starting mm-hmm. to reenact what sin tried to mar. Right? Yes. If that's true, what then is our response? Here's what I want. I want to, I want to give a thought process. Okay. I think that at times we really struggle with generosity because we know we should give, but we don't really want to. And we're trying to figure out this balance and we're trying to, and it's actually because in some ways we're looking at it from the wrong angle at times. Hmm. Here's what I think about. I think about, you, and you said it multiple times, God created all this garden stuff for our enjoyment, right? Mm-hmm. Really easy thought experiment. God could have made a leaf that you eat and you get all the nutrients that you need. Okay. Mm -hmm. It could have been tasteless. You could have swallowed it real quick. Boom, you're done. But instead, God gave you taste buds to experience all these different flavors and all these different like experiences in some ways in the midst of, I mean, gosh, we're finding stuff today. Like we're finding Mm -hmm. fruit today. We're like, oh my gosh, if you do this. Or you can like now genetically modify them to like make a plumquat. Yeah. Oh God, which is so good. That's the, my I least favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like that word. I, I will not use it again. Word. So sorry. You know what I mean. Uh, uh-huh, they're good. But, um, and so like I think about, okay, God could have just made it. Instead, he gave you yeah. taste buds. That was generous. But what does that mean? That means that God is actually for your enjoyment. Mm. Here's the problem is that when we think about generosity— we want to enjoy positive, but we take that enjoyment too far. Mm. And rather than enjoy, we begin to consume. Mm. And consumption, I would say, is very close to this idea of destruction. Okay? Mm-hmm. To consume all things reminds me more of like a locust in a land mm. that comes in and eats up all the crops. And it's greedy almost. Not yeah. almost. It is. It's yeah. greedy destroys all things, leaves nothing. It over-enjoys. It over-indulges. Mm. I think that we struggle with generosity because we're so consumptuous, if that's a word. Consumer, Consumeristic in our culture, yeah. right? That we actually are starting to miss the lines of what's mm. the difference between enjoyment, this is good, and mm-hmm. consumption. So First Timothy 6, the rich are not called to give all their money away. Mm. That's not what the call is in the scriptures. They can actually enjoy. Proverbs talks about that. It is okay for them to enjoy. So we can go on vacations? So you can go on vacations. (laughs) Was that like a subtle rebuke to me? No. Did my wife make you say that? No. Didn't y'all just like go to Colorado Colorado not that that long ago? We did. We did. We went to other vacations I'm just saying in general because I feel like people are like, that you're, you're, you're starting to get into this like more practical piece of like, but how much? Right. How do I know how much? Like is a vacation, like I know vacations are good to enjoy, but like, where we go, like, can I spend yeah. this much to go to France or should we just go to California? Don't right. go to California. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Slay. <laughs> or like, should I go twice a year? Like, th- I think people uh-huh. get lost then as this like plays out. So like, and I don't think there's the an theological answer. And I kid it because I actually struggle with uh, con- hoarding, controlling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have fear. I'm like, I don't want to have nothing. Mm-hmm. And so rather than enjoy, mm. I 
give you save. and save, yeah, but never enjoy. So that's inter- okay. People, so there's three parts. Yeah. You could say there's the enjoying, uh-huh. there's the giving, uh-huh. and there's the wisdom. Uh-huh. I think totally. that's what you're putting on the saving yes. piece because sometimes we are too wise in terms of the world and we save too much. I have three uh-huh. fingers I'm like uh-huh. pointing to right now. Uh-huh. Um, but then, but we're supposed to enjoy. So if we only save we're not enjoying uh-huh. or we're not being generous. Yeah. If we give everything away, which some people are called to do. Again, this is a there's not a right answer. Sure. But like is that completely wise? Like if I have an entire family that I'm so, like I mean, you right. got to kind of you got to kind of play those three together. I think you're right that they meant to work together. The 100%. wisdom, the enjoyment and the the uh generosity. 100%. And generosity yo. is what fuels the other two. And I think yeah, yes, that's such a good word. It fuels the other two. And I think that we accidentally Accidentally blend this idea of enjoyment mm. and consumption. Mm. We over enjoy, we overindulge, yes. we turn consumeristic, we're greedy. Yes. And we don't even realize it yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, random proverb here for us to meditate on real quick. Proverbs 18:9. It says, Whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. Okay. Meditation thought. So whoever is lazy, mm-hmm. doesn't work well, is a sibling, is a brother to somebody who goes out and actively destroys things. Mm. So this person who's not cultivating is a brother to the person who's destroying cultivation mm. because we're called to do, okay. Yes. And you might think, how, how is that tied to this idea of generosity? What I think about it as is like, hey, listen, in a similar way, when we just kind of overindulge, mm-hmm. are we not kind of destroying? Like, yeah. are we not... But when we kind of never, when we are, I'm only going to save or I'm only going to, I'm going to give everything. And that's not, like, are we actually working? Are we being wise? Are we taking these three mm-hmm. principles and blending them together in such a way? And I think that personally, consumption, overconsumption mm-hmm. is locus. It's a brother to him who destroys. Mm. It's a similar way. I think that laziness, not doing anything, not is actually a brother as well because yeah. now you can't be as generous. Well, you're now you have nothing time. to give. You're just taking time. Yeah. You're just, right? You're consuming things. So now, how do we, so is it okay to take vacations? Yeah, totally. Is it okay to be gone three out of the four weeks out of the month? No, because now, wait a minute. God's also called you to be in community, to mm-hmm. be in worship and fellowship, to have other. So you're starting to break other commands in light of. So I, I just think in the midst of all of this, like, I don't know. You feel where I'm going yeah, here? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so good because I think we just, it's it becomes a little simple at that point. It's like we are a very consumer culture mm-hmm. and anything in too much consumption is bad for us. Mm-hmm. Wine. Yeah. Lovely gift of the Lord. Too much of it, bad for you. Right. Same thing as laziness. It's good to rest, uh-huh. but when we consume it in the wrong way, does it not destroy us? I think... I, I love that you pair consumption with destruction because I think that's really the true definition mm. of what consumption, the result of pure consumption mm-hmm. without enjoyment, without the generosity fast, but for, not, for nothing other than ourselves becomes destruction. I mean, that's what the locust does. It's totally. consuming for a purpose yeah. to feed itself to whatever, <laughs> right. but it's like literally decimating everything around and it's neglecting the call to be fruitful and multiply, which is yeah. this yeah, idea yeah, yeah. of God yeah. asking us to go out. And so it's, yeah, the commands of God help us in navigating the like back and forth of like, should I do this? Should I do that? Like, so can I, gosh, I'm so glad you, did you team me up on purpose? I don't to know. Say that? Okay, no. great. The commands of God give us, so God's commanded us to be generous. Mm-hmm. He's commanded us to give. 
time, talent, treasure. Yes. Why does God command something? I would argue mm. it's actually a part of his generosity. He's trying to give us something. Okay. Let me read what also sounds like a random verse, kind of like the Proverbs. Okay. Galatians 3, verse 24, starts off with this. It says, So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. Now, or, But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. That word guardian can also be translated as a tutor. Okay, mm. so the law becomes a tutor until we have faith. Let's put it in hum- Let's put it in English yeah, yeah, terms. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to do math very well, so I get a tutor. A tutor teaches me how to do math, mm-hmm. and so I learn how to do math well. Now I no longer need a tutor. Mm. Okay, let's put this in idea of generosity. God says, "Hey, you should give like ten percent. Like try. It. That's a tutor. Hey, let me begin to teach you what I." You start to do that and you're like, whoa, it surely is better to give than receive. Mm. You have faith. Now you no longer need a tutor. Interesting. You can start teaching yourself. You realize, oh, you know what? I should try to do even more than 10%. I should actually try to stretch this out. Or we can only do 10%, but I can also give more of my time in this way. Mm-hmm. Or like, talk. I have all these friendships because I've been really generous with my time And now I'm realizing the benefit of all these friends because I'm in a really hard season. Like this is, so the law, what God says you need to do this, all that is, is it's trying to tutor you. It's like, gosh, I don't think you really understand yet. Now let's take that analogy a step further. Um, Am I going to get Elia, my three-year-old daughter, an algebra tutor right now? (laughs) No, because Elia doesn't know how to count to 10, (laughs) right? That's too much. That's not far. It's not really helpful. So, but will I get her a quote-unquote tutor that will help her count to 10? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. We can do that. We can do that. That's what she'll get. She'll get a teacher. And if she really struggled with it, then yeah, we would try to find ways to help if we couldn't help. Mm -hmm. So so it's almost like God also tutors us over time Mm. in more extreme ways. Teaches you basic math. Teaches you how to count, then basic math, then algebra, then calculus, then whatever. As you're faithful with little, all of a sudden you become faithful with more. And so what if our generosity, what if God's commands are actually so that he can keep giving us more and more? Mm, So that we would know him more, so we would understand him. What What if it's a tutor to faith? What if we just thought about God's commands that way? That they were literally meant as a loving guide for us to grow more to knowing his heart, right? Mm. Because as we live out the characteristics of what? God has given us that image him. Don't we know more about him? Straight up. Don't we understand him more? I mean, that's true for any relationship as Mm -hmm. you're like getting, dating your spouse or whatever, the more that you understand, like it's, so it's, it's just, wow. What if we looked at God's law like that and how beautiful that like, even though we look at this thing and it's like, oh my gosh, it's so many pages and there's so many commands. Like, didn't you tell me, I can't like, doesn't the New Testament commands far outnumber Mm -hmm. the old? 1,050? Yeah. Versus 613 in the old? I knew you would know that. Like so, (laughs) so much. And that can be overwhelming. But what if we thought about as it meeting us where we are? Yeah. And God's not asking us to be able to do this whole thing because that's what Jesus is for, right? Mm. Israel couldn't do it. Mm. And so Jesus came and that even hits the Galatians piece of like until Christ. And now Christ allows us to slowly grow and to be made more like him without fear of death, without fear of punishment. Now there are consequences. Right. We live in those consequences. Sin 
So sin sorry, is death. The yeah. consequence is death, which Jesus paid sin for. It consumes. It consumes and destro- destroys. <laughs> However, we're able to be slowly and lovingly guided. Like this is a gift. Mm, mm. The word of God is a beautiful gift. His commands are a gift mm. to tutor us rather than shame us, Gosh. rather than condemn us. And think about how mm. many ways the scriptures allow us to be generous. We talked about money. We talked about time. I think about even things like comfort. Mm. Um, I should be sharing the gospel with those who do not know the Lord. That is a command of Christ. And yet, because it's 1,086 million degrees outside right now, when I see my neighbor outside, mm. guess what I really don't want to do? Go outside and talk to your neighbor. It's <laughs> hot, yo. And it's uncomfortable. What if he's like, yo, I ain't trying to talk about this. And But what if that act of yeah. generosity brings him into the kingdom? Yeah. Or what if that act of generosity just reminds me, God, thank you that I'm in the kingdom. Mm. Or whatever the purpose of yeah. it is. So we could talk about being generous with almost all things. Okay, can I pivot before we land mm-hmm. and say, hey, okay, okay, so now what? Before getting there, I want to say, Often, and we're doing this right now, we speak on generosity somewhat in the negative mm-hmm. a little bit because you have to. It's a We usually lack it and therefore yes. we need to look at what we lack. But I do think that there are a lot of people, even in our church, yeah. that are wildly generous that you and I have benefited from yes. in some really clear ways because of their generosity. And I kind of want to look at it on the positive end. Like, hey, look at what happens when people are generous. We talked about mm-hmm. at the start, the person giving $11.72. Yeah. It's like, gosh, that... Okay, who are some people, when I just say that, that Mm. like even jump in your mind that ring off these ideas of generosity, maybe even in ways that we would tend to not think about it? Yeah, yeah. I think, gosh, there's like a flood of names coming up. And you're right. It's because we often think of the negative. We want to do better. And I mean, that's what our culture sets us up for. We've got to be this next thing. We've got to do better. But like, I'm sure there are ways we are all generous, whether we're living, if we're living in our giftings, like Mm -hmm. we talked about last week, Mm -hmm. we're generously giving those to other, which is important. But like, I think about, especially in this last season of like not having a worship leader, like the whole team itself Mm -hmm. has given far more than they should have ever had to, to allow us as a people to worship on Sunday. I think about people like Chris Henry, that dude is an elder. That dude has a lot of responsibilities. He's a dad, a brand new dad. He became a dad in all of this and is yet still faithfully willing to lead and shepherd mm. us and make very large decisions for our church at the eldership role. Like he is giving yeah. far more than he should have. We have people who are raising up to like try to lead worship and really pushing into their giftings, giving of their time, giving of their talents, even giving of like space. Like some people have lost jobs on the team this year and mm. are like, still willing to give the time to our people, mm. even though they could use it to be finding a job of like raising up to lead. I think about people like Chris O. That man plays the keys every week, even mm-hmm. if it's been four <laughs> weeks in a row. He's like, mm. yes, whatever I can do. And mm. he's always been that way mm. from the minute he joined our team. I think about Amanda Curry. She has been on the team for not as long as others and yet has a gifting. And I said, hey, like, what would you think about leading? We prayed about it, all those things. And she has like, over and abundantly stepped up to learn, to grow, Mm. to try and use her gifts to love people Mm. like far more than she needs to or should. I think about Camilla. Mm. She's singing, but she sings every week that Mm. she asks and blesses us wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. with her giftings. I mean, I could go on and on and on from people who even like joined the team in the midst of it. Like I had to have a coffee with them and be like, hey, we don't have a pastor 
right now. And this is like, we kind of, we have different people that lead all, mm. and this like this, in this imperfection and this lack, people have stepped up and still said yes. Like mm. the list could go on and on in terms of worship, but like yeah. people are generous. I think about generous. our staff team. So many people have sacrificed their salaries to come mm. be a part of this. Yeah. We don't pay as much as the world because we don't have as much, honestly. And so it's like people have sacrificed some, ma- I mean, like figures, yo, major figures. Mm. I think about even just like different comforts like that. Like yeah. that's a huge thing. I think about like people who have been faithful over the long haul without reward. Mm. Think about people like Caleb and Sarah Fulgham who yes. have hosted a group for 7,000 years in their house and who helped lead a run club and help disciple people and mm-hmm. love on them and mm-hmm. bless them. It's like, gosh, I think about… Maybe more like people that are upfront that we know, mm-hmm. like a Osagi, Danielle, Iswini type of thing, where it's like, gosh, they're so sacrificial with their time, yeah. with their um, gifts, even and things like that. But then I think about like all these people that, like, I mean, when I'm tearing down on Sunday mm-hmm. and just kind of watching, like, just freaking rolling up that black stuff that we got to put on the floor. It's like, that is a labor, yo. That is a labor. I did that for like six seconds and my forearms exploded. <laughs> and I feel like I'm <laughs> a somewhat infant dude, in shape dude. And it's like, yeah. here they, like week after week serving. Don't nobody know Virginia is sitting mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. like crawling under the stage to undo, to undo these straps. straps yep. to, it's like, don't nobody know that. And I could go on and on with those sorts of, yeah. it's like, we have things like that. We have people that are serving like uh, Chris as he's like learning sound. And mm-hmm. there, that man was there for like three months straight as he's like learning, serving, sacrificing. Yes. Like, so I'm thinking, giving up time, giving up. I know that there are people that have given up major finances to help raise different things. It's funny. I can't see the money yeah. for our church as a protection uh, so that I don't have favoritism, things like that. But I still know, like, dog, I feel like that person is freaking sacrificing. I just can't see it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, sure enough, as I start to talk to them or whatever, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, go on and on and on when I think about this. I also think not just, like, not people front-facing, mm-hmm. maybe, like, worship mm-hmm. type of thing. and Or, like, CG shepherding, all of our CG yeah. shepherds. Yeah. Or, like, back-facing, like, what I just talked about. But I think about even when people are generous, just talked about time, I talked Mm -hmm. about money, but even with little things like we talked about earlier, like with honor or Mm. like with, I think about people like Linda Farah, who just prays for me. That is so funny that you you said that because I'm like, I've been holding Linda for when you stop talking to be able to throw (laughs) one in there. I'm like, Linda for sure is going to get a shout out here. Her faithfulness to this community. And just praying, like just praying for me, for Mm. others, for you, for like, you know, go, go ahead, because I have been talking for a while. Yeah. Just, oh, no, it's good. I, I know that wasn't a rebuke, but I'm like, I have been going. <laughs> was, you go, you go. I, know. I mean, but the list could go on and yeah. on and on of like not forward facing. I even think about different people in our community group. Like when we had a kid and like stepped up to lead or like um, Amanda Trail, who's been mm. like in just small ways so helpful in my like transition to be a mother and asking questions and like doing all of those things. Like there's mm. just people behind the scenes that have like supported. I mean, I, it's just… When you mentioned the trails, I thought about mm. like the Friases who are like yes. about to sacrifice perhaps to go to the nations. Yes. That's also a sacrifice yes. and for the, the sake of the gospel. Too. They've always had a heart the trails, for the nations yeah. and, and faithfully stayed to pour in here. And that builds our faith yes. as we see them go. So yes. there's another Gosh, aspect of generosity. Yes. Right? They're generous with their lives mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. So this idea of generosity going on, and I mentioned all these people positively to 
go back to your point of remembrance mm-hmm. at the start mm-hmm. of all of this. Yeah. To be like, yo, when we remember, you see that generosity has built your faith. Yeah. So what if God is trying to allow you to play a part in redemptive history because yeah. your generosity will build other people's faith? Yes. And listen, there's a bunch of people, children's ministry worker, like, oh my gosh. yo, I'm like, there's so many things where, in fact, we're recording this right now while VBS is going on. Yeah. And all the generosity of people taking off time from work to go, my gosh, yo. Okay, so it builds people's faith. Okay, so yes, I know we're way over. I, yeah, I feel it in my soul. So <laughs> let's land the plane. Okay, so now what? What, what do we do in light of this? Uh, I think it's important. We're such a shaming culture often wow. and a condemning culture, which is... Not great. Uh-huh. It's not great. God calls us to be a celebratory people mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end, right? He creates all these feasts and festivals in the Old Testament. In fact, God comes to take away our shame. Mm, yep, mm. yep. So I think the first place to start, think about where you are generous. Mm. Praise God for the ways that he has allowed you to walk really in that where you don't even maybe realize, like if we all stops to think about the ways that we are generous, that should, I mean, we talked, we had a whole series about generous worship, which mm-hmm. will link the sermon series we did on generosity in the show notes. But like, we believe, and we say this every week, that generosity is worship. So like, take a moment to like, thank the Lord Mm. for what you have been given that you have been able to be generous with for the kingdom. That's really good. Yeah. And I also think, remember how you're impacting the kingdom. We just named all these people and went, my faith has grown because of people's generosity. You're truly building the kingdom when you're generous which then can lead you to ask, hey, where is God calling me to be more generous? Mm-hmm. Is this him calling me to die or to live? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to feel like a death for a moment until I realize that brings life. This seed yes. goes in the ground and dies and then it breeds life for everybody else. So as literally, if you can remember that, like God saying, okay, maybe he is calling you to give a little bit more. Maybe you do take seven vacations a year and that's kind of excessive. Yeah, That starts to feel like, how do you even have community? Are you actually kind of just consuming? What if you pull that back a little bit and give instead? What if you only serve once every six months? It's like, that feels mm-hmm. kind of the brother who's slack, right? Yes. What if you can give a little bit more? Like what? And rather than looking at it in a shaming, condemning way, mm-hmm. what if it is God wanting something for you yeah. and for others through yeah. you and calling you to something? So I think just asking the Holy Spirit, God, where would you have me be more generous? Because all of us can grow in that. Yeah. One person might give 50% of their salary and not need to give any more of their money, but they give 1% of their time and they think that their money is covering their time. Mm. It's like, no, God calls us to be generous in all ways, you know? Where is God calling us to grow so that we can experience more of him? Yeah, that's so good. And I think, obviously, we talk about this all the time, but Christ is our perfect example of this. Mm. Like, when we think that it's hard to give, literally, it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, yeah. the most brutal way to die that humans have really ever come up with. Mm-hmm. It was a joy of what was set before him. Which was us. What if we kept our eyes on Christ, mm. believing that he, even though it feels really difficult and it can feel really scary or it can feel overwhelming or like a little bit of like, I'm not sure you're going to come through. Like, what if we could set our eyes on Christ mm. to remember that he has showed us how that he can walk with us, he can empathize with us, and mm. he's calling us to give just a little here because he already gave so much. So good. That was well said. 
That was well said. <laughs> you always do it every week, so I had to do it this week. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks, yo. I'm encouraged. This is great. I'm encouraged. My faith is yeah, built. Okay. Too. We love y'all. All right. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and share. For more information, visit our website at www.thewellaustin.com slash podcast.